In this episode of Social Media Secrets, I'm going to break down how over the last month, I got 940,000 views on my YouTube channel. Kind of mind-blowing. Pretty cool if you ask me. Let's just dive right on in. So the first thing that I want to share with you guys is that YouTube has been a huge focus for us in our business for a while now for a very, very good reason. Uh, number one, it's extremely searchable. Number two, you can actually bypass all of the results from all the people who are working their tails off blogging simply by recording a video. In fact, if you Google how to film a TikTok, how to edit a TikTok, how to get verified on TikTok, you better believe you're going to see my videos in the top five results. Oh, the great one, Dini, is literally asking me to go live with them on TikTok right now. I got to record this podcast. Oh, you guys follow the great Londini? Oh my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. But we got to finish this podcast right now. So um, if you search for how to film a TikTok, how to edit a TikTok, how to get verified on TikTok, my results for videos that took me 20 minutes to record and some of them aren't even edited are in the top five results of all of Google first page. So if you haven't already jumped on the YouTube bandwagon, good news, it's not too late. But if you have a YouTube channel, now's the time to get serious about it. So I'm going to break this all down for you because the amount of growth that we had in 2021 and then now already in 2022 is, I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what words to put to it because I am so excited about the growth of this platform as a whole, especially as we watch some interesting things happening with Facebook and Instagram and some kind of sketchy things happening with TikTok. I'll just be super honest. Um, but I want to share something kind of cool. So in the past, ready for this? So in the past, normally in any given month, I would see anywhere from, oh gosh, 100,000 to 300,000 views in a month. So the last month's spike and suddenly reaching 940,000 in a single month, I'm like, ooh, there's some gold here. Um, but I'm going to share and break down exactly what we did. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes I like to share things that are really simple and accessible. This is not one of those episodes. <laughs> well, nothing that I'm sharing here is necessarily expensive. This is not going to be one of those things where I'm just like, okay, just post this one video and this is what happens or use this one hook or anything like that. So I'm going to give you a heads up. This episode is going to be best for people who really, truly want to invest time, energy, maybe even money or resources into YouTube as a serious traffic source for their business because I am not sharing just simple steps. Every single thing I'm sharing in this list is technically simple, but this is not an easier light workload. Cool. All right, so number one, I started live streaming on my YouTube channel one to four times per month. So instead of hosting my trainings in Zoom all the time, we've started really like doubling down on YouTube as a, a traffic source for our trainings. So we started sending people to my YouTube channel with a video set up for reminders. And then I st live streamed those live trainings for two hours and we've had as many as a couple hundred people on those lives, which has been really, really neat. So it's a cool way to bring a whole new audience into your YouTube ecosystem. Uh, and it's also been just doing wonders. I feel like YouTube's like, I love you, I love you, I love you every time you do it. And then you see the rest of your content start to perform more. 
Number two, I started uploading almost all of my TikToks as YouTube Shorts. At first, I was only picking my best TikToks to upload as YouTube Shorts because I, I wanted to make sure that they were niche related a little bit just to see what happens before I expanded everything. So what's neat is I recently made the decision to expand everything and see what happens. And at first I was worried like, okay, if I post content that's not related to marketing or business, are people gonna follow me? Like, are they gonna come for this fun, short, random content and then stay or subscribe? for the marketing and business content. And what's interesting, and I, I found that across the board, the answer is yes. We've grown by almost 2,000 subscribers, uh, increased pace of growth since I've started uploading almost all of my TikToks as YouTube shorts, which is amazing. Number three, slowly but surely, updating my YouTube keywords and titles for 2022. So social media management for 2022. TikTok growth for 2022. Those are little tweaks that do make a big difference over time, mostly in titles of your videos. And then even in your keywords, it can bring a new audience because a lot of people look for the year on content to make sure that it's still relevant. And simply by adding 2022 to the keywords and or your title of your videos, people say, okay, this says 2022, it should still work. Just make sure not to update that uh, on any videos where the strategies are not current. Number four, responding to early comments. Now I know this is hard to do, but I like to kind of almost each day just hop into my YouTube and see like who commented on my videos. And I like to respond to those comments with a thoughtful response or sharing a different resource. And the truth is what happens is people say, number one, wow, this isn't a creator who's just talking at me. This is a creator who wants to dialogue, but also they actually paid attention to me. And I think that that has a trickle down in many ways, even beyond just follower growth. I think that that's a really great thing that we can do as humans for other humans, which I think is kind of cool as much as humanly possible. Number five, putting my YouTube videos in links in my bios across all social media. Now this one's interesting because I number one share my YouTube channel in most of the links on my bio on most platforms, but I decided to ramp it up by actually posting specific videos with really juicy titles. And, sorry, I gotta make sure my door is shut. Uh, and I started sharing those um, as free trainings and suddenly more and more people started to head on over to my YouTube channel and that has had an amazing impact on growth. Number six, niching down my keywords. Whether or not a video is niched down, I niche down my keywords using vidIQ and TubeBuddy. I kind of alternate between the two. I actually like both of them. I wish I could like buy them both and merge them together and then have one super tool that does all of it in the same thing. But I kind of go back and forth between vidIQ and TubeBuddy and I found them both to be really cool. Number seven, this is big, giving more value in my videos. Um, I swear to goodness, if I opt into one more thing and all that they say is post a video, get consistent, give value. That's great, what does that mean? And I know that I use those words like, record, post, consistency, value, and stuff. But if we're just giving high-level concepts and not actually supporting people with either transformations in their understanding of something or giving actionable steps or tips or strategies, I'm honestly, I'm at the place where I'm kind of tired of the whole 
don't or tell them what to do but don't tell them how i i just disagree you guys i straight up mean this i swear the more that i give in my free content the more people hang out the more sponsorship opportunities they get the more revenue we make um and the better i sleep at night because i know i'm not just giving a bunch of fluff which i think is pretty cool number eight this might be surprising but actually doing less professional editing. I love my video editor, she's fantastic, um, but we've been doing less professional editing and believe it or not, that was an intentional strategy to kind of see what happens. Uh, do people like edited videos? Do people prefer the candids and the reels and um, not the reels as in IG reels, like the reel behind the scenes, like what's happening. Like for example, I had to shut my door or my dog was barking. I actually think people are minding that less because it reminds us that the people we look up to are human. At least I know it does for me. I don't know about you. I don't know what you think. Um, but I really truly think it's helpful to know like not everything is always smooth or seamless behind the scenes. And I will share one thing that's really big. Um, like this is so silly, but whenever I make a mistake, I have what's called or some people call it the error giggle. And a few people have told me this. They're like, your error giggle is so funny. And so sometimes we forget that people miss out on that when we overly edit our content. And so if I were to overly edit my YouTube videos, you'd miss out on my error giggle, which is, I can't believe I just said that. Oh my gosh. Ah, right. This is documented forever. Number nine. Now this one's really interesting. In 2021, I got the recap. I, it was either TubeBuddy or VidIQ. I can't remember which one. They did the end of year recap. And they shared that in 2021, I uploaded 422 videos, which is great. Uh, I was actually really surprised by that number. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was really like, wait, for real? That doesn't even sound close to right. And then I looked back and I was sure enough, I uploaded 422 videos. That's including shorts and lives um, on YouTube in one year. So I was super curious, like how much content have I put out there in 2022? And this is going to sound really crazy, but I don't mind. <laughs> I like crazy. Uh, I decided to try getting as close as I can to 10xing it. Now, that is not sustainable for most people. That is not accessible. It is also not necessary. But just like how people in uh, fitness, they kind of like to go for extreme things like ultra marathons or Ironman or the CrossFit games. For me, this is my CrossFit games. I can't do a burpee to save my life. <laughs> I hate them. But you know what I can do? I can test my limits with content creation. And this is my arena as a marketer. So it's really fun for me to give myself challenges and see if I can do it. I wonder if I can see how many videos I've uploaded in 2022 so far. I don't think I even can. Sad. I was hoping that it would show me how much content I've created. Uh, but I'm not easily seeing that. So, oh, well, oh, well. Um, but all of this to say I really enjoy kind of testing my own limits, not based on something anyone else tells me I have to do, not based on some weird external like this is the only way to success. For me, it's more like I'd love to push and test my own limits and challenge myself. 
And then it actually makes like the day-to-day content creation a lot easier. So I personally am a fan of sprints for me and my personality type. I'm very self-competitive, so I enjoy setting the bar higher and saying, can I do this? And sometimes I'll back away from a challenge and be like, yeah, that's a no. That is such a hard no. (laughs) That was not possible, or at least not possible in this particular season. And number 10, asking for comments as a part of dialogue. Now, this one's really fun because a lot of times you can tell someone's intention about how they're asking for comments. So if they say something like, comment below right now, you're like, why are you so, why are you yelling at me? You know, like, are you just trying to get increased engagement? But when you start actually approaching comments as uh, an, a dialogue and an engagement piece and like the ability to actually connect with people, it's really neat. You can say like, what other books would you guys recommend? Go ahead and comment below and let me know because I want to read your comments and see what books you particularly enjoyed. Instead of like just being like, comment this right here, right now. Like, okay, and I do test some of those different things, and I found that the dialogue-based comment um, requests have been the coolest because you have some amazing opportunities to connect with people on social. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Oh, boy, the vacuum is running. Uh, (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Social Media Secrets. I put together an entire case study on growth, specifically with YouTube, you can actually head to the show notes of this episode at rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast and grab those show notes, including my YouTube case study. It's one of my favorites. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye for now.